Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm again joined by Eileen Franco from the Radiant Wellness Company. Welcome back, Eileen. Hi. So happy to be here, Magic. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, in our last episode, we touched on some things that the listeners might need to know coming into menopause. And I really want to open this forum up because it is such an issue for so many women. And certainly in, you know, eras gone by, it was just a time when we stopped having babies and there wasn't this great symptomology going on that we find now. And times have changed. We're exposed to toxins. We're exposed to stress. We're exposed to a whole lot of stuff that wasn't part of our lives before. So I open the floor up to you now to share with the listeners exactly how menopause can be, I guess, navigated easier, some tips on how to handle it, and really let's take some of that stigma out of this change in life. Absolutely, Magic. Happy to be here. So first, I think it's important that women understand there is three stages women go through, and that's perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Women, as we see in the early 30s, one of the main sex hormones, progesterone, starts to decline. And when you hit uh, 40s, it declines even further. That's progesterone. Estrogen starts to decline when we are in our 40s. And that's when it starts going on a roller coaster ride and taking women up that roller coaster. And in our 50s, it goes even down lower. It's important that we address the decline in estrogen because the decline in estrogen, if it's not taken care of and not treated, it's going to create other illnesses and disease. In addition, it is recommended that if you are overweight or obese and you are transitioning into menopause, important to start losing weight because bad estrogen is stored in the fat cells. So if we have this extra bad estrogen in our body that is not being eliminated by the body, it can cause potential um, diseases and illnesses that we don't want to encounter. 
So what we want to do to be able to address the decline in estrogen and the hormonal imbalances and the myriad of symptoms that can happen because there's like over 40 of them, it's really to start looking at number one, your lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? What amount of stress are you experiencing every day? Now it is the adrenals function to produce the sex hormones because your reproductive system is no longer producing the sex hormone. And if you are overly stressed, this places a lot of fatigue on the adrenal. The reason why a lot of women, while transitioning into perimenopause, also experience adrenal fatigue, and it's due to their lifestyle and the role that they play. If you're constantly on the go, if your parasympathetic system doesn't get to calm you down, overwhelmed, living over the edge, you're exhausted, poor diet choices, emotionally reactive, inability to say no, that's going to be one of the major things that you want to start dialing down and changing in your life. Is your addressing your stress levels, your setting boundaries, uh, changing your diet to healthier diet. Because again, it all starts with our diet and our lifestyle. So to navigate perimenopause and menopause successfully, stress is one of the areas that you want to look at and make sure that you are processing stress out of your body instead of keeping it inside your body because it will affect not only your adrenals but also your liver. Your, your liver can become so congested that it will not be able to metabolize it. And the overproduction of cortisol in your body and not being able to release that is then going to get stored in your fat deposit cells. So it's important that we address stress as one of the major underlying causes that we want to lower. And I think that can be done just as simply as telling yourself that you're okay. So how many times, listeners, do we go through our day and go, oh, I'm so stressed or oh, that's stressful, really watch your language because as soon as you do that, your body hears it and it goes, oh, wow, I'm so stressed. I have to create the physiological response to match that thought, to match those words. And really understanding that, you know, by saying something different to yourself, like, wow, that's a lot going on, but I can manage this. You know, that's changing the whole situation and your body doesn't have to play catch up with what you're thinking. I totally agree with that magic. A lot has to do with the self-talk that we tell ourselves, our thoughts. Definitely, we don't want to have negative thoughts. We want to be positive. And we want to speak to ourselves as if we're speaking to another person and loving on ourselves as we love another person. We deserve the same love and attention and compassion that we offer others. And when you say that you're stressed, your cells hear you 
and it's going to respond accordingly. But I will also warn against filling your plate where it's too much. It's okay to say, no, I can't do that now. Right now I have too much to do. It's about self-love and self-care. If you don't take your health and this phase of your life as a priority and you keep yourself in the back burner, it's only going to hurt you in the long run because the more you add to yourself without being able to fulfill, it's going to give you more stress and it's going to affect your sleep, which is very important for us to make sure that we get every night restorative, restful sleep. Because during that time, our body is cleansing and detoxing as well. And listeners, think of it as, you know, I've said this a couple of times now, menopause is a time when you can no longer have babies, right? So it's also the time when you are no longer everything to everyone else. So reiterating what Eileen just said, this is actually the time when your body starts telling you, just do you. You're not a life giver anymore. You're not the everything to everyone anymore. You're there for you. This is your time. This is your time to blossom, to shine, to be what you want, to be who you want, and to do things that you want. And it's not selfish. It is actually that time in life when nature nurtures you to do you. So why would you be adding things onto your own plate? Why would you try to be everything for everyone? And something I've experienced with two adult children living with me is, you know, they walk through the house and they go, there's no shopping in the fridge. I go, really? One of you has a license. You both have bank accounts. Why is there no shopping in the fridge? They'll go, what are we going to eat? I said, well, you both know how to cook. I'm not being everything to everyone now. And if that means I go out for a lovely walk and see the kangaroos at the end of my street, then that's what happens because my body has taught me my job is done. I spent all those previous years teaching them how to cook, what things are worth at the shops, what sort of things are safe to buy at the shops. I've done my job. Now my job is me. So really listen to your body. Take those cues. And it is not selfish. In fact, it is being selfish if you still try and be everything for everyone else and not yourself. Because as Eileen has said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Thoughts on that, Eileen? Absolutely, 100% with you. I think that as women, we feel guilty when we don't give our 100% or all of our time to our children and everything that's being, we're being pulled in 20 directions. So we feel guilty if we don't do so, because I guess it's the nurture in us, the many hats that we've worn for so many people uh, for so many years. It's hard to put that down, to lay that to rest. So we tend to feel guilty. We tend to feel, oh my God, am I less of a mother because I'm not doing this anymore? 
Or am I being mean because I'm saying no more often? I totally agree with you, Magic. It's not selfish at all. Actually, it's, it's okay to be selfish with your health and well-being because otherwise you won't be able to be there for when they do really need you. And as mother, we always want to be overprotective. But at some point, we really have to say, okay, I passed the baton down to you now. And now it's my time to focus on me. 100%. I'm right there with you. Now, we can't ignore the guys because menopause is really adrenopause. So remember we said that you're now using your adrenals to make the sex hormones. And guys, you have andropause, which is also a form of adrenopause. So many men start feeling this change. Things start, you know, I guess it's that midlife crisis, isn't it? They they want to reclaim their youth. They want to do things, get the fast car, get the hot girlfriend, whatever it is. And men, you need to take stock of yourself here too. You are having changes in your hormones, and we'll go into this more in another episode. And I think adrenopause, whether it's for men or for women, this is your time to embrace change. Listen to your body. Accept that things don't need to keep going the way they were. We're not 20 anymore. We're not 30 anymore. We can't go clubbing all night and expect to bounce back perfectly the next day. Our liver has made changes and our endocrine systems have made changes. Really accept that. So men, you're probably listening to this episode going, well, this is all about the girls. No, it's about you too. This is your time as well. You've provided for your families. You've had the high-paying job. You've built your business. You've supplied a home. Now's the time to go grab those golf clubs, go for a leisurely walk and follow a ball around the golf course. Like do something for you just as women need to do for them. And I guess what I'm getting at here is that we all need to support each other. We need to cut this word selfish out of our vocabulary because we're not being selfish. We're being self-full. We're really giving to ourselves, whether we're female, whether we're male, this is our time to shine. You know, approaching 50 myself, I'm realizing, wow, I'm so much more capable of things than I was when I was 20 because now I understand what's going on. So really look at the changes in your body, make the changes in your psyche and definitely set up that self-care routine. Eileen, what are some top tips you have to setting up a self-care routine? Because many people will be thinking, oh, that's fine, but I don't have time for that. So does it have to be like an hour every morning or is there just a couple of things people can start with? Hi, Magic. Yes, there are a couple of things uh, people can start with and you really don't need to have an hour for it. It depends on your schedule. But I'll give you an example of my self-care routine. I wake up in the morning and I go into gratitude prayers. Right, I start uh, doing my gratitude prayers. 
uh, after I drink, of course, my, my glass of water to hydrate my body first thing in the morning. And I usually drink that with lemon to detox my body on an empty stomach because I do fasting. So that helps me. But I drink my water. I do my gratitude prayers, which is about five minutes. Then I do a little routine of movement, which is yoga, right? And that could be 15, 20 minutes. So I have about there 20, 25 minutes. And then I take another five minutes to start doing some meditation, visualization, affirmation to set me up for the day. And those are little things that you can start with, but you start with what's more pressing to you. It could be journaling in the morning to start your day to get your thoughts down first. It could be taking a walk versus doing yoga, being in nature, which is also fantastic if the weather permits it, reading a devotional if you have to, doing some reading if you want to do early in the morning, having your green juice, a, a superfood green juice in the morning. You know, those are the things that you can start with small. And I suggest that you start with one first and get used to that. Do it for a week and then add another one. This way it's not so overwhelming and you think you need to do them all at once. Start with one, then implement the other when that one has been already part of your routine. And you, you will start feeling so much more in control of your life and your day. And also, it'll help you manage stress that much more efficiently. You can also throughout the day, if not early in the morning, you can do your breathing techniques. Like there is a technique that some experts recommend. So it's one minute on the hour. So for one minute on the hour, you're either moving, you're either stretching, or you're breathing for 30 seconds every 30 minutes. That will also help you to um, implement self-care practices throughout your day without having to take much of your time. You know, one of the great things of the iPhone watch is that it, it reminds you to take that minute on the hour to get up and walk around and stretch. So if you could get one of those or a Fitbit, that will remind you, those are great ways to start implementing self-care into your day. Great. Now, is there something else that the listeners need to know about menopause? There is plenty more. Like I mentioned before, there are three phases to menopause. And I mentioned one of the underlying causes, but the other two underlying causes of that is your diet. What we eat really does determine the quality of our life and our transition into menopause. And food can either make you or break you. It could be your friend or your slow poison, as they say. And it really, it really is important to be able to change to a diet that is much healthier for you, that will support you, that will support your body in the long run because it really stems from our food. Exercise is important. We need to move. We need to have mobility. We need to be flexible. 
because we want to be able to pick up our grandkids or pick up our groceries, tie our shoes. Implementing mobility is important. Again, not strenuous exercise or yoga, but your diet is priority because that is going to determine your current state of health. Cooking with the good oils, oils that don't cause inflammation. There's a list of them that cause inflammation, like your corn oil, soybean oils, sunflower, safflower, hydrogenated oils. You don't want to cook with these oils because they cause inflammation. If anything, keep top of mind, you really want to go down to the cellular level to start healing because that's where it all starts. And food is one way to get there. Another thing that I has helped me, but not so many people are open to, is fasting. There has been numerous of studies showing the benefits to our health, to our cell reproduction, to human growth hormone levels, to so many things what fasting can do for our body. Giving our body a break from the constant eating, from the chemicals and the pesticides that we ingest and start detoxing our body from those toxins. And fasting is one way to do that because it does clean up our cells, will be amazing to your health and to your menopause journey. Many women are jumping on that bandwagon to help with their transition or already into menopause or postmenopause, and they have seen significant improvement in their health and in their symptoms. Terrific. Now, listeners, you can find Eileen on Instagram at Radiant Wellness Co., on LinkedIn at Radiant Wellness Co., and there's a Facebook group, Create Hormone Balance. Thank you, Eileen, for your time. It's been fantastic having you here again. Thank you, Magic, for having me, for being able to provide value to your listeners and to be able to spread the message of wellness for everyone, specifically for women going through menopause. So happy and grateful for the opportunity. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Listeners, this was your episode 130 of A Magical Life. In episode 131, Todd Armstrong is talking about how prayer helped him heal. Now, for anyone that's not religious, don't worry, you will still get a lot out of that episode. Todd is an amazing speaker and prayer can be one of many, many things. So please do listen to that episode coming up in 131. Listeners, thank you so much for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au.
www.thepodcastshop.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.